New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. Hello, I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Today, I'm hosting Dr. Priscilla Stuckey. She's the author of Kiss by a Fox and Other Stories of Friendship in Nature. Priscilla, thank you for being on the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you so much for having me. You call your book Kiss by a Fox. That's a very provocative title. How did you become Kissed by a Fox? Yeah, the title isn't metaphorical. It was an actual kiss. I was working at a wildlife rehab center where Rudy the Red Fox lived, and I would bring Rudy his food bowl, and I wanted to make friends with Rudy. So I would crouch near his food bowl and get him used to my presence. And one evening, as he padded around me, sniffing me, suddenly... He stepped directly in front of me, put his paw on my lower knee, and lifted himself up and stared right into my face. And I thought, what's happening? Is this fox going to attack? They have very, very sharp teeth. Then he opened his mouth, stretched out his tongue, reached between my lips, and began licking the inside of my mouth. And then he stopped He let himself down to the floor, and he went to his food bowl and began eating. I'd just been French-kissed by a fox. (laughs) So what was he doing? What was that? I found out years later that he was acting like a fox acts around the parents, and it's not actually a kiss. When a fox has been newly weaned, they stay in their den while the parents go out and hunt. And when the parents come back, They've eaten the food, and it's partially digested, and they arrive back at the den where the kits are. The kits run out, they lick the insides of the parents' mouths, and that stimulates the adults to regurgitate the food and feed the kits. So he was actually checking the menu. Did you find yourself changed in any way by that experience? Well, it was certainly as close as I had ever gotten to a wild creature. Now, he wasn't actually wild. He was a resident at this wildlife rehab center, so he was quite tame. But still, it's an experience that fills one with awe to be that close to a creature that you're not, you don't usually get close to. And he gave me a little bit of insight into the world of foxes. He was treating me like a family member, and I still treasure that experience. Well, I'm just reminded, too, how in our lives, human beings are very talkative. And animals have another way, frequently, of communicating. And it's not with words. It's another way. And in fact, I think you write something about David Abrams, something that he has written in The Spell of the Sensuous, which is just a marvelous book. And he talks about if we put as much energy that we put into learning to read, to learn to read the trees or the foxes or whatever, it would be a much different world. Can you say something about that? Yes, if we spent as much energy learning to read the signals of the world around us, that is a deep kind of listening. That is a very receptive position. If we spent that much time listening to the world around us, 
we couldn't be just extracting resources. We would be building relationships with the community of creatures that we live among. And in the natural world, it's all about relationship. It's not any one species just taking, 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 but it's, it's all reciprocal. In fact, there's something else in, in your book. If something can't be biodegradable, if it's immortal in that way, like a plastic, then it's just dead to nature. It's not offering anything. It's, it's useless, and it's worse than useless because it's taking something without giving something in return. It's not biodegrading, which means it's not decomposing, it's not feeding the organisms that feed on the end of life. So that might tell us that maybe we need to look at the way we buy things and what we really support as far as our whole way of being. Yeah, I really try to minimize plastic in my life, and I know there are a lot of people who are really trying to live without plastic. I think it's worth an attempt because plastic does not biodegrade, and we are filling the earth with plastic, and now we're filling the oceans with plastic plastic waste, plastic trash, and nobody can eat it, nobody can digest it, except I hear there are some fungi that can deal with petroleum-based products. Oh, right. Paul Stamets is really working on that one. Right. So you talk about 12 ways to give back to the earth. Well, one big way is to eat closer to home. You know, the average bite of food in United States travels a thousand miles to get to your plate. That's a lot of fossil fuel being used. And most likely it's packaged as well. So um, not only has it been steeping in in fossil fuels all the way to your plate, but now you're going to have to deal with the waste. So eat closer to home. Buy food that is not packaged. Eat organic. Uh, That's an obvious one. Takes care of the soil as well as you. What about thanking your food? When I sit down to a meal, um, the grace I say and I don't often do it in an obvious way, but I try to imagine each creature that's on my plate. Imagine what it looked like when it was living. Gratitude is a time-honored method of giving back to the earth. We can thank every one of the creatures on our plate. We can teach our children how to practice reciprocity, how to give back as much as they receive. If we all gave back as much as we take, the world would change. I uh, think it's easy to host a zero-waste party. You can buy biodegradable plasticware, so-called plasticware. It's made out of cornstarch. You can go to your local thrift store and pick up for maybe 50 cents a piece or a buck a piece. You can pick up plates and you can take them back to the thrift store when you're done with them. And if the thrift store is a nonprofit, you can get tax credit for making the donation as well. Mm-hmm. So there are many easy ways to give back to the earth. Exactly. Thank you. I just want to mention briefly, you've worked with a particular creek in your past uh, in the Oakland Hills in Northern California, Peralto Creek. And I think that this is a wonderful project to remind people that we can get together in community and really look at our own watershed in ways that we can help it. So can you say something about that? Well, there was a little creek that ran through the property where I was living in the Oakland Hills, and the neighbors all loved that creek. We would walk past it on the little street that went winding through the canyon above the creek. 
But there was a lot of trash down in the creek because people would come and dump mattresses or tires or what have you down in the dead of night into the creek bed. So uh, a few neighbors and I organized a creek cleanup, and we thought maybe 6, 10, 20 people might show up. And when it actually happened, 50 or more people showed up to help care for the creek, and people were dragging trash out together. They were lugging things up the hillside together. It was a wonderful community-building day, and it was a way of caring for the land that everybody loved. And what's so wonderful about this is that 50 people showed up. I I imagine you didn't know the names. Maybe you've seen a few of the faces around, but it brought you together. You're exactly right. I knew the people who lived closest to me, but I had never even seen a lot of the other people who showed up that day. And it was very heartening. It was a, a, a feeling that All people need to show their care for the earth is a little bit of organizing. It doesn't take much to bring people out. The urge is there. I think most people really want to show how much they care for the place where they live. Can you just say a little bit about how we can have a relationship, no matter where we are, with the earth and with the livingness around us? Yes, life is everywhere. Life is tenacious. It lives in urban areas. It lives in suburbs. It lives everywhere. And you can walk outside your door and most likely you'll see some trees. You might see some plants. You can notice who's nearby. You can notice who's outside your window. You can notice the house plant sitting in the corner of your room. And just that act of noticing and sending, perhaps sending a feeling of appreciation, deepens your relationship with the place where you are. Say more about that. Do you feel the plant or the tree knows you're noticing? I feel they do. I'm not always in touch with that feeling. When I get very quiet inside, it seems like everybody knows everybody else. That kind of awareness, I think, is one that is practiced over time, and it's often not available when we're rushing around madly. But get quiet and notice what makes a difference to you, and likely it's the same things that make a difference to other creatures, too. Priscilla, I'm so glad that you were with us today on the New Dimensions Café. Thank you so much for having me. I've been speaking with Dr. Priscilla Stuckey, and she's the author of Kiss by a Fox and Other Stories of Friendship in Nature. And if you'd like to be in touch with her or know more about her work, you can go to her website, PriscillaStuckey.com. And she spells Stuckey, S-T-U-C-K-E-Y, PriscillaStuckey.com. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. I thank you for joining us on the New Dimensions Cafe and invite you to please join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, To subscribe to our newsletters or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org.
New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.